Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, broadcaster and podcaster. I also happen to be a guy that the late Sinead O'Connor called a friend, someone who interviewed her three times, was asked for my opinion on one of her albums before she did the final mix, had dinner with the woman and shared with her many soul-searching conversations. But I've also turned out to be one of the few Irish journalists who didn't write about any of this after I heard Sinead had died. I didn't simply because, even though my interviews for years were sold as the Joe Jackson interview in the Irish Times, and I use that name for this podcast, as a journalist I believe that an interview should be more about its subject than me, and that more often than not an interviewee should speak for herself or himself. That's why my immediate reaction to the news of Sinead's death was to repost podcasts during which she, albeit in my company, told her story in her own words. And I'm truly delighted for the sake of Sinead's memory that one of those podcasts, Sinead O'Connor, The Music That Made Me, has become the most listened to and downloaded podcast I ever made. And I love the fact that a little life-affirming chat we had one summer's day in 2000 is now so popular with so many people. That's why I'm posting the following podcast today on the eve of her funeral here in Ireland. It's part two of the chat we had about the music that made her want to make music and the music she then made. One thing is certain, neither the spirit of Sinead O'Connor nor the music she made will ever die. And for those who may have missed the first podcast in this mini-series, which I originally posted two years ago, I did end it with her talking about the song she hoped would be played at her funeral. So let me reprise that clip to kick off this podcast that may help people mark her funeral tomorrow. Bob Marley I didn't get into until I was about 22, 23. Um, And then I certainly found him a huge comfort uh, during some years which were very difficult spiritually for me just growing out of my 20s or whatever which is a difficult time for everybody I think. And a song like this particularly? Well also this is my funeral song, my big funeral song when I'm a very old lady and I finally kick it. I'm going to have this played about 10 times really loud. (laughs) Just so that everybody knows I ain't gone nowhere. I'm not going to talk over Bob Marley. 
Krishna, we've talked a lot about music and healing. Wasn't uh, Noreen Nivrian a huge influence in terms of Universal Mother and your new album, Faith and Courage? Yeah, Noreen Nivrian. Yeah. yeah. Um, she has a particular album. Um, she sings mostly with the monks of Glenstall Abbey and she sings uh, ancient Irish religious music, which was written by these monks who were completely out there, who understood the correspondence of musical notes to the chakras in the body and they understood how to write music which was designed to affect people in a particular way okay. uh, for healing purposes. And she has one particular album which is called Good People All, uh, which is all uh, ancient Christmas tunes and some of them are just absolutely killer. Um, so I guess I've wanted to take a little of what she does as a healer as well and, and put it into a kind of a 2000 or 90s or whatever you put it but try to carry on what she was doing like she's going to carry on doing it but to, it's important I think that other singers take up that torch but as doesn't, well and keep doesn't it someone alive. sorry would something like the healing room from the new yeah, album come very from much that so, area very much so yeah very much so so what was the source talk us into this I'm going to play well since I was 17 years of age or sorry 18 years of age I've been studying at a college in London called the College of Psychic Studies uh, where they do various things you can train as a spiritual healer or you can train as a medium which is what I was doing they, nowadays they call them sensitives um, and when you get into that study uh, you really it, a lot of it involves guided meditations uh, which are used to go inside yourself to train you to listen to what's going on inside yourself so you can tell the difference between what's you and what's someone's dead relative you know okay and um you've got it first take steps in like into a swimming pool you know to to get inside yourself first of all and when you first get introduced to the whole world of soul and what what is really going on not just all of this material stuff in front of us it's just such an exciting experience and working as a medium and, and being exposed to that whole world or universe or whatever uh, is just a very joyous and healing experience far better than therapy or anything else and that um, is the so healing that's room what the song is about the song is a guided meditation but it's also about a guided meditation so it starts with a person singing the song but ultimately it turns into the song singing to the person Sinead O'Connor, you, uh, you, you dedicate the latest album to your dad and you say that in a sense he kind of helped walk you into a particular healing room in terms of your past and in terms of kind of uh, coming to terms with a lot of the shadows from, from your past. Yeah. Is that, well, is that why it's dedicated to him? Well, that's not only why, but just okay. because he's, he's an amazing human being and he was, uh, I, I had been living in London uh, for 13 years up until last October and so we hadn't really spent that much time together but since I moved back uh, we spent like nearly every day together for about seven or eight months there a while ago and when I was going through something difficult and my father really came through basically for me in a major way which was very healing but 
apart from anything else, um, my father would be one of my big heroes if we're talking about under the influence okay. or heroes. Like okay. my father would be the big hero when it comes to singing or uh, or uh, muck stirring or, <laughs> or having a neck like a jockey's. <laughs> Whatever. Blah, blah. <laughs> but um, it is a blessing to have so like to have a parent at a stage like that. If you've lost a mother or if you've yeah. lost a father, whatever, to have a father, you can actually talk things through yeah. to some point of resolution is a blessing that not everybody has. Yeah, well, the thing about my father is that he's a hugely driven man and he believes that a human being can do absolutely anything. All they have to do is sit down and study it and have the intention, basically. So he believes in, in magic and the power of will and intention. So does he back you 100% when you, when you get a lot of grief from the media or whatever? Is he kind of behind you? Can you phone him and say, Dad, what do you think? Well, uh, he has a wonderful attitude towards it, which is that it really means nothing, so he doesn't even read it do you know what I mean or get bothered by right. it do you know what I mean because right. it really does mean nothing if it's people who don't even know you do, do you, you get bothered no I've grown through that I used to get bothered about it when I was younger but I've been in this business now for 15 years or something do you know what I mean so I'm used to it and, and now it doesn't bother me because there's no point in it bothering me do you know what I mean so, so you have a neck like a jockey's whatever uh, it's not quite <laughs> as hard as that but <laughs> I guess very occasionally there might be the odd thing which would bother if, if someone says something which is entirely untrue or something okay. do you know what I mean but that doesn't happen too too often and and to a certain extent it's to be expected if you do what I do for a living that you're going to get abused especially if you're a female as I say there's, there is a, a lot of preconceived kind of prejudicial ideas about people like me but you also spoke once of this image of you running through a war zone with a kind of uh, mm. what was it like a first aid kit yeah and I was going to say that that I, that's how I see myself <laughs> in terms of I want to be a healer that's what I'm trying to do with music um, so uh, that's, that's how I look at the music business and being a singer is like I've, I'm in the Red Cross and I have my bag with the Red <laughs> Cross on it and I have to run across the battlefield I'm not involved in the war on either side but I'm going to get caught in the flak you you know? but if someone doesn't run over with the bag then no one's going to get anything you know? okay so, so we, we also had earlier we had your son Jake running in and, and <coughs> dictating the song we used to end the show so yeah. you better talk us into that or it looks like he's going to shoot me from behind the screen well, up there J Jake loves this song it's called <laughs> The Lamb's Book of Life and it's really a song about Ireland uh, it's it's a song about um, I spent some time with Jake last year in Atlanta we were there for four months and I spent a lot of my time watching preachers on the TV and I was hugely inspired by the preachers um, and how they went about teaching and I was thinking how boring I'm, I'm sorry that the priests are here when they say the mass and they're picking bits of fluff off the altar as they're saying it and these preachers basically were so inspiring I loved the idea of getting them over to Dublin and maybe have a couple of days in the RDS where they get all the priests in and these guys could teach them how to actually preach in a way which would make us want to go to church because these guys would make you believe in anything like Okay, preach believe. like rock and roll like so the gospel based in rock and roll Well exactly you know, so, okay. um, so that's really what the song is about so, and, it, and it's talking also about very much what's going on in Ireland at the moment to do with racism and, and you know how, uh, how I feel it's the best thing that ever happened to Ireland that all these different kinds of people are living here uh, and, and awfully embarrassed as an Irish person at the extent of racism which is going on so the song very much talks about that as well about you know out of history we've come with great hatred and little room as Yates was saying you know it aims to tear us all apart if we don't realise you know how blessed we are that these people are coming here you know. Okay Sinead O'Connor thank you very much Cool
Hi, this is Joe Jackson. I thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to read any of my articles about Sinead, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.